Welcome to episode 40 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're happy to have you joining us today. If you haven't done so already, just hit that subscribe button. You can hit that notification bell as well where you can be notified when we post a new episode. We come to you live on at noon on Wednesdays, but it's then posted after that, and you can go back and watch it and listen to it anytime after that. Uh, we're uh, sorry that we had to miss the last couple of weeks. There were some unexpected things that came up, and we weren't able to do the podcast, but we're happy to be back with you this week. On the podcast, we're going deeper into the message series that we're doing here at Lakeshore Christian Church. We are in a series we started a couple of weeks ago called Running from God, and it's a study of the book of Jonah. Uh, in week one, we looked at uh, the title was Running Scared. We're, we're talking about different motivations people have, different reasons people might run from God. And Jonah certainly uh, was probably dealing with some fear. Uh, in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1, it says this, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, when it says the great city of Nineveh, it, it was a great city in some sense of the word. It was great in size. It was a large city, over 120,000 residents in the city uh, at the time that uh, Jonah was told to go there. It was the capital city of Assyria. But it was great not just in size and all. It wasn't great in the sense of, hey, that's a great town. I'd love to go there. I'd love to visit that city. It was great in size and in importance for Assyria, but also in wickedness and in violence. Uh, they were known, uh, Nahum, the uh, prophet at that time as well, referred to Nineveh as the city of blood. It said there were corpses all over the place, and people would stumble over the corpses in the street. It was a violent, violent place. And they were seen as enemies of Israel. Jonah was already a prophet in Israel when God speaks to him uh, to go to Nineveh. And in Israel, he was respected. It was a time of peace and safety. And I'm certain that when he thought of going to Nineveh, there was a, an element of fear there. This is not a safe place to go. This is not a place you would choose to go. So Jonah decided to do something that uh, really is a, a silly thing to think that you could possibly do. It says, Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found the ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. I mean, that idea that you could run from God, that you could flee from the Lord. And, and I know that part of what's happening in his mind oftentimes happens in our mind. When God says something and it's clear that here's what he wants us to do. He says it in his word or the prompting of the spirit through, the, through our reading of the word. If it's something we don't really want to hear, then it's easy to maybe not literally run from the Lord exactly the way Jonah did, but to try to get away from doing what God is calling you to do. Uh, I know I've struggled with that with certain things, and I'm sure all of us have, where God gives us clear instructions, and it's just not what we want. It's not what we would choose. And so we try to find a way around it. We try to find some way to excuse ourselves from having to do what it is God was calling us to do. Jonah's idea was, well, I'll just go a different direction. From Israel, Nineveh would have been 
north of Israel, and Jonah turns around and goes directly south of Israel. And he goes to a seaport, the town of Joppa, uh, where he could buy a ticket and catch a boat to go to Tarshish. Now, Tarshish was a, a different city than Nineveh in, in every way, just about. Different direction, uh, a different setting would be there. It would be a very secure place, a very safe place. Uh, there was a strong military presence there that kept order. Uh, it was a uh, an upper-class type city, and it was a place that you might go to on vacation uh, to relax and enjoy and just get away from things. And maybe that's what Jonah's got in his mind, that he could run from this responsibility, from this call from God. Jonah's thinking, I can just go there and not have to be faced with that scary idea of going to Nineveh. Well, of course, he does board the boat there, and uh, as we saw last week in our message, uh, he gets on the boat, they sail out, they're headed for Tarshish, this place the opposite of where God wanted Jonah to go, and this storm, it says God caused the storm to come up. Uh, he, he caused this event, and, and it was a scary event. Jonah has gone down into the uh, the inner part of the boat of the ship and taken a nap. He's gotten into a deep sleep, it says, and this storm keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and the sailors on the ship are afraid for their lives, and they're trying to do everything they can to save the ship. It might be torn apart. They might be lost at sea, so they are lightening the load by throwing things overboard. Uh, they're each uh, trying to call on their God to save them and help them, and nothing is helping and then they think about, oh, yeah, Jonah, he's, he's on the ship with us. Let's, let's cast lots. They decide to cast lots to see who might be causing the problem, and they find out uh, it falls on Jonah. So they start questioning Jonah. Who are you? Where are you from? What kind of work do you do? Uh, what God do you serve? All these questions. They're giving them the third degree to figure out what's going on here. Well, Jonah is very honest about the fact. He says, I serve the God of Israel, the one true God, the one who, who made the sea and the earth and who has control over the sea and the land. And uh, this scares the sailors a little bit if he's that powerful and he's causing this storm to happen. So they asked Jonah, well, what do we need to do to you to save us? Because he said he had already told them, I'm running from God. Well, they're asking Jonah, how do we fix this so we can save our lives? And Jonah said, well, what you really need to do is just throw me overboard. That's, that's pretty bold of Jonah to say right up front, I know what needs to happen. This is my fault. Uh, he's feeling the guilt of the fact that he's brought this on to these innocent people that had nothing to do with his running from God, and now they're suffering because of his decision. And we talked about the fact that that often happens when we're running from God. It, it affects us in a negative way. Uh, theologians refer to this as the... Uh, as the active discipline of God. Sometimes God will cause a storm to come into our lives because of our rebellion and our sin. But there's also the passive discipline of God, which is where God just allows us to suffer the consequences of the choices we're making. And there are oftentimes, if we're running from God, of course, there are negative consequences that come from that. And it affects the person who's running always. It catches up to us like it's catching up to Jonah now. Sooner or later in our rebellion, the consequences begin to mount up, and you can't avoid them anymore. They catch up to you. But the worst part of it is not only does it affect you, but when we're running from God, we're living in rebellion outside of God's will for our lives, 
it help it affects the people around us too even when we don't want it to even when we try to protect them from it it affects them too if you're choosing to do drugs or alcohol certainly that's going to affect your life but but the people around you your family your friends they're going to be affected by it too if you're if you're abusing it in a way that uh, changes your life and 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 uh and causes you not to do the things you need to be doing and fulfill your responsibilities while other people suffer those consequences. If you're choosing not to handle money the way God says to, well, that catches up to you, but it also can affect the people that depend on you or the people that you've obligated yourself to to pay. Uh, You've agreed to pay them a certain amount, and now you're not following through on that because you're not handling your money well. You see, other people get caught up in the storms and the consequences of our running and our rebellion, even when we don't want that to happen to them. We didn't intend to hurt them. We didn't mean to, but they suffer the consequences. Uh, Parents that aren't fulfilling their responsibility as parents, it it affects the children. They're caught up in the storm of their parents' uh, decisions that they're making. It just goes on and on. No, no man is an island, it's been said. We don't live just isolated in such a way that nobody else is affected by the choices that we're making. And Jonah feels the guilt of these people being caught up in his storm. And at least he's honest about it. And he decides, hey, I'm the one that needs to pay the price for this, not you. So the way you need to do this to keep from having to suffer yourselves is just to throw me overboard. Disconnect yourself from me. Don't be connected to me at all. And that's what happens a lot of times in our sin is relationships get cut off. They get harmed. Uh, there's there's division that happens between people because of our sin and our rebellion. And it, it keeps us from being close to anyone because we don't want them to suffer the consequences of, of our own bad choices. Well, here, Jonah is thrown overboard. And it says something really interesting at the end of chapter 1. The Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And then Jonah was in the fish, it says, for three days and three nights. Well, that sounds really unbelievable, doesn't it? But you have to remember who it is providing the fish. It says the Lord is the one providing the fish. It says it in a way as if he's providing the fish for Jonah's good, for Jonah's protection. Think about it. Jonah is now in the middle of the sea. He's been cast overboard. He's got nothing to hold on to, nothing to float with. He's, he's, he's out there. He would surely drown but God provides this huge fish. Now, I know it sounds like a fish story. Uh, you know, when it's pretty famous, you know, people go fishing and they exaggerate stories and all of that. I caught a fish this long or however long, you know, and it turns out it was only that big. This sounds like a fish story, but you have to remember God is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He created the land and the sea. He created the fish in the ocean. He could create a special fish for this. I have no doubt that this is something that God was able to do and was willing to do, and it was for Jonah's protection more than his destruction. He provides a fish that Jonah can be captured in, so to speak, and held in out there on the sea so that Jonah doesn't drown. But at the same time, from within the fish, Jonah, it says, called out to God. He began to pray to the Lord. He's just experienced something that no one else has ever experienced that I'm sure he never thought he would find himself in this place. And it's all as a result of his running from God because Jonah's finding out something about running from God. You can't really do it. When we try to run, God pursues. 
He comes after us. But the misconception most people have when they're running from God is that God is pursuing you to harm you or punish you, to hold you accountable in a way where you have to suffer for it. And that's not God's intent here. He provided this fish not to destroy Jonah, but to actually save Jonah, to give him the opportunity to repent and get back on track with where he needed to be. And from inside that fish, Jonah comes to this place of repentance, where in his prayer to God, he, he praises God, he thanks God for his, his love and his care and his provision. He prays in faith that God will deliver him and already has done that. And so he, he's turning his life back around. He was going one direction directly opposed to God and what God wanted. And now he's going through that beginning process of repentance, it's called in Scripture, where you decide, I'm not going to keep going the wrong way anymore. I'm going to turn my life around, and I'm going to run to God instead of away from God. Now, the reason a lot of people don't do that is often fear, maybe fear of punishment, fear of retribution from God. Sometimes the guilt is so overwhelming, you just feel so guilty that maybe you think God can't forgive you, and if you came to him, he wouldn't receive you and accept you in your repentance. Neither one of those motivations is valid when you know the heart of God. God pursues us, even though we're the ones that rebelled, we're the ones that sinned, he pursues us to bring us back home to bring us back into that right relationship with him again. He pursues us offering grace, mercy, forgiveness, and restoration of that relationship with him again. When you know the heart of God, then you know when you find yourself, when your rebellion, your sin catches up with you, uh, if you know the heart of God, you know the best thing you can do at that time is to run to him, not from him. You see, in pursuing us in our sin, it, it led God to make this choice to send his son Jesus here so that he could be that payment for our sin. In his pursuit of us, he, he sent Jesus to pay that price for our sin on the cross. And, and in pursuing us, Jesus went to that cross willingly and died and was placed in that tomb and then rose again to offer us forgiveness, victory over sin and death. When you know that about God, there's no reason to run from a God like that. He so loved the world, he so loved you, so loved me, that he came after us through his son and paid that price of the blood of his son, the life of his son, so that we could be forgiven. So I love the lessons that we're learning from Jonah. This week we're going to be going into chapter 3, where it starts out with this phrase again, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah, and then it adds a second time. God is amazing in being a God of second chances, third chances, however many chances it takes. He keeps pursuing us, and so he comes back to Jonah again and says, Jonah, I still want you to go to Nineveh. That's the plan. That's what I want you to do with your life right now, and Jonah then still has another decision to make. I've been spared. I've been uh, given this opportunity. What am I going to do with it? So I want you to join us this coming Sunday. Uh, We have services at our Antioch campus at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. You can come to either one of those. We have a service at a Smyrna campus at 10 o'clock. We would encourage you to come. And uh, if you haven't listened to the first two messages, you could go to our YouTube channel there and uh, listen to those. 
They all tie together. And then join us this Sunday. If you're local, uh, you can come to one of our campuses. If you're not local, we are live streaming our services at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And then it's posted after that where you can listen and watch anytime after that. I would encourage you to connect with us there. Before we go today, I want to mention a couple of things we've got going on. We have a men's conference coming up at White Mills Christian Camp. Uh, it is this weekend. Uh, it starts actually on Thursday night, the 27th, and runs through Saturday, the 29th. There's still time to register. You can go to our website at lakeshorechristian.com, click on that graphic that says No Retreat Men's Conference, and that'll take you to uh, the page to register through White Mills Christian Camp. Uh, we'd love for you to join us for this conference. There's great uh, speakers and uh, activities that are planned for the weekend. Uh, I think any guy that could come would really benefit from it and really enjoy it. We also, uh, this past Sunday here at Lakeshore, celebrated what we call Camp Sunday. We had representatives from White Mills Christian Camp here. And at the, uh, at the service, they told us a little bit more about the camp and its programs. We have an elementary week of camp coming up. Uh, this summer that we're going to have staff at. It's going to be June the 4th through the 9th. Parents, you need to go ahead and get your young people registered for that. Uh, it's for uh, first through fifth graders. And uh, if you go ahead and register, they'll make sure there's a spot available. Those camp That camp week usually fills up pretty fast. So make sure, if you haven't done so already, that you go ahead and get your children registered. Uh, and then we've got other youth programs happening this summer, CIY Mix and CIY Move uh, coming up in June and July. Uh, and again, that's for middle schoolers for CIY Mix, June the 19th through the 23rd. CIY Move as our high schoolers, July the 23rd through the 28th. Both of those uh, weeks uh, of activities take place at Lee University. Uh, it's a great campus and a great program they do there. So parents, make sure you get your middle schoolers or high schoolers signed up for that in advance. We're also looking forward to celebrating Mother's Day here at Lakeshore. It is uh, Sunday, May the 14th. We're going to have a photo booth here uh, at both campuses where you can have a picture made with mom, with your family and friends. Uh, just have fun with that. Uh, we're going to have a recognition of the mothers and the services and, of course, a gift for the mom. So we'd love for you to be here and celebrate Mother's Day with mom at church uh, here at Lakeshore. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's always fun to get together and connect for our podcast. Uh, remember, we come to you live on Wednesdays, but we then post it uh, to most popular live uh, podcast platforms, and you can catch us there. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. If you can be with us this Sunday, let's continue to connect, grow, and serve together here at Lakeshore Christian Church.